Today on the podcast, we have a very special guest, Jared Hampton. He is uh, a keys player, banjo player, and multiple other instruments for the band Lanco. Uh, today we'll talk about how we met, we'll talk about his journey through uh, his career, and we'll talk about our mutual love for golf. Enjoy. Welcome everybody to another episode of Travel Worldly Podcast. Today we've got one of my good friends, Jared Hampton. He is a uh, keys player, he plays some banjo, and he plays about 20 other instruments that we won't name for the band Lanco. Um, thanks, Jared, for being on with us. How you yeah, doing man, today? Thanks for having me. I'm doing pretty good. It's, uh, it's a slow Monday. I'm out here in my studio here in Nashville, and uh, we uh, wrote a song earlier this afternoon. And you going to play it for us? Out. You know what? It's not <laughs> done yet but I'll send it to you in a couple of weeks. <laughs> All right. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. So Jared and I, uh, I used to live in Nashville for about two years. Um, during COVID, everybody got fired. Nobody was doing tours. So Jared was stuck in Nashville. I was stuck in Nashville and I was working at a golf course called Hermitage Golf Course. And uh, I met Jared randomly. Him and I got paired up as two singles on the golf course. Uh, and funny story, I, I didn't even know that he um, was a member of Lanco the whole time. Didn't even know until the next time we played. Well, that's the good thing is we became friends and I didn't even know that you were in Lanco. We yeah, got man, together I again, <laughs> played some golf. And then my wife and my buddy uh, was like, dude, Lanco, like he plays for Lanco. And I, <laughs> my eyes finally opened up but uh it was pretty cool to get acquainted like that um, yeah man I think that's you know we're uh I never think about myself being a, a, a famous person those words kind of I'm really not into that that's not like why I got into music um and so it it is it's funny when people like react a certain way or, or like oh mm -hmm. my gosh but it's, it's so much more fun when like someone, you know, we just kicked it off as buds, man. And, you know, uh, to be able to have that connection. And I think that's one of the cool things about golf. I think, yeah. you know, the, the vulnerability of just going out there and seeing who wants to go play and who will play with you. And yeah. I'm sure, you've of... had some, I'm sure you've had some bad pairs along the way. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. When at, you get to the end of the round and they're like, yeah, so I'll get your number and uh, I'll, I'll uh, text you when I, when we want to play next. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll give you my number. Um, maybe switch up a couple <laughs> digits, maybe. <laughs> but uh, yeah, golf definitely yeah, does that. Like, Ooh, I don't know. Golf brings you, brings random people together. And that's the amazing thing about golf. And you know, what Royal links does is making trips of, unforgettable golf vacations that you can remember forever golf just brings that to the table so uh i'm happy we met that day uh, i think we we did decent that day um and then the next time we played you uh sandbagged us and almost took our money because we I gave did. you like 10 strokes and you birdied like the first three um <laughs> so we won't talk about that and you're not getting any strokes next time but uh How's the golf game nowadays? You know what? It's uh, I wish 
it, it kind of right when that game you're talking about, we uh, I've been playing really consistently and finally getting like the time to, to, if I, if I came across a problem, go fix it and, you know, figure it out. Um, now that we've gotten back on the road, I've still played a fair amount of golf. I just haven't had the, the same amount of time to go iron things out and fix problems when they come up as you know, they often yeah. do. And, um, yeah. Right now, like back in that summertime, I think I was probably cranking around like a 12, 10 or 12 handicap, but I think I'm up to probably 15, 16 again. It really just depends on if you're consistently playing. Uh, that summer I was playing a five cause I was playing three times a week. Now I'm playing once a week and it's definitely going up. Definitely. Um, yeah, man. but, uh, I, I also want to say that, uh, you, um, I was out of town, but my wife and my father-in-law got to see y'all in Alpharetta. They want to say thank you. And that, that, uh, concert was amazing. Uh, and they had, <laughs> they had a great time. Yeah, man, we're, uh, we love playing. That's a kind of a hometown show for me. Um, and, uh, it's always fun to have like people come out and, uh, for, I forget a lot of times that it's like, you, you don't realize that these, this night, that night is like what that person looks forward to all week, you know, mm -hmm. weeks. and for me, I'm doing them three times a week, four times a week. And so you kind of lose that special feeling, but then yeah. you're all, you're instantly reminded whenever you have guests come out, you're like, Oh yeah, this is like, this is like a fun, it's like been planned about and everyone's excited. And yep. I don't know, you can just kind of feel it in the air, but yeah, man, I appreciate, I'm glad they got to come. That was a cool one. Yeah. And this is, it was kind of hometown for you. Uh, where did you grow up in uh, around Atlanta? Where I grew up it? just Southwest. But yeah. Just Southwest of Atlanta um, in Peachtree city, Georgia. So like, yeah, kind of close to the airport there. Um it's the golf cart community, man. <laughs> and that's another weird thing about our relationship is my wife grew up in Peachtree City. My, my father-in-law still lives there. Uh, so, you know, all this stuff just goes together. Your, your high school was right next to my wife's high school. Uh, a lot of weird stuff was happening. So, um, <laughs> yeah, man. it's all yeah, over. If I would have, yeah, I was, I was homeschooled because my parents were crazy, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would have gone to Stars Mill High School right there, and uh, and it was their rivals with Macintosh. So it's like that's right, that's right. You know, it is a crazy small world, man. Especially here in Nashville. I mean, every other person I meet, they're like, "Oh yeah, I'm from Georgia." <laughs> <laughs> half the half the songs are songs about Nashville, Georgia, or Alabama, and I'm yeah, from Birmingham. Those, so yeah, yeah, man. The, oh, the tri-states. <laughs> So is that where country, is that where music started for you in Peachtree City? Yeah, that's, you know, uh, my parents, uh, we were, we were churchgoers and that was the first time that I got the opportunity. It was even presented to, well, that's not true. I took piano lessons from a, when I was really young. So yeah. I guess I was like five or six and uh, they took me to this lady's house, Miss Day, I'll never forget it. And she taught me to play piano uh, by by hearing, yeah. not by reading music. Yeah, she would play. You know, at the, in the beginning, she'd just play a little tiny ditty, the little notes, and then I'd go up and play it after her, and then so on and so forth. Years go by, started playing 
uh, piano and then guitar and then drums. And then in church is when I started playing in front of people. Yep. And I was like, oh yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, and, I, that's uh, actually where I started my, my uh, drum career as well. Uh, my mom, yeah, was, my mom was the lead singer at our church and the drummer didn't show up that day. And she said, Hayden, get up here. Uh, and I just played a simple beat that whole day. And for the next four years of high school, she, I, I don't want to say forced me every Sunday morning to get, get my butt up, but she, she got me up every Sunday morning and I, I, uh, played the drums for her. So I got that. Dude, under that's my awesome. Man. I didn't know you played the drums. Yeah. Yeah. I, it was, you know, self-taught and it wasn't anything special, but it was good enough for a, a hundred person church <laughs> every Sunday. <laughs> that's so. Awesome, man. Yeah. Well, if if uh, considering you'll whip my butt and next time we're playing golf, you need to go here to the studio That'd be and fun. I'll show you what it's like. <laughs> yeah, you'll whip my butt and everything else. That's that leads us into the next question. Uh, so let's let's hear how many instruments you can play and which ones you play for Lanco. All right, man. Uh, so, yeah, keys like piano organ and all that kind of stuff and synth. I, I love all that stuff. Uh, banjo, mandolin, guitar. Um, what else? Harmonica. Uh, I don't know if I said, drum. I guess drums. Uh, really anything I can get my hands on, man. I've got like really random and crazy yeah. guitars that like have odd numbers of strings and are tuned all sorts of different ways and um, I like to try different things in studio just yeah man things. yeah in the studio it's it's you know for Lanco like we always have kind of a rule about Lanco in between the five of us is like we know that we're bringing inspiration to the table and then whatever the group kind of decides is what we kind of hunt down and so that's a really fun, that's a really fun part or a fun way to create when you have the accountability of someone you can trust and, and, you know, you're not going to like get your feelings hurt or get all uptight about something because you just realize like, well, that's what everybody's feeling, you know? <clears throat> and then in the studio, it's a little bit different, uh, especially for me. Um, I, I produce and write. And so it's really more about like, my vision for the song and I kind yeah. of take control of it and see yeah. what it needs. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like playing match play versus playing like on a team. It really is like, you <laughs> might need to like, you might need to like do what's best for the team in that moment instead of like, do what you think yeah. is, exactly. is right. Uh, but yeah, man, it's, I love, I love my job. I love playing music and um, it's, it's not as easy as people think would think it is. We do get to party a lot and we do get to have fun, but. Uh, the life, uh, right. The, that everybody <laughs> thinks that you have, right. Yeah. You got to. Oh, I mean, <laughs> everyone so, thinks you're rich and famous. <laughs> right. For some of the people uh, watching that may not know too much about Linko, uh, you, you may know the double platinum song greatest love story um greatest love story this town has ever seen right Look at all right that. good can i come in look at that all right that's pretty good man i i love that song so much when i found out uh 
it, it kind of, I, my mouth dropped. I was in the golf cart and my wife was like, uh, he plays for Lanco. You know, that song greatest love story. I was like, and that was my mouth dropping moment. <laughs> um, but love that song so much. Um, I have another platinum song born to love. Uh, I'm yep. sure a lot of people know that as well. Um, but just, just to let people know that Lanco is an amazing band. Y'all just got off the road with, uh, who was it that my wife, uh, Brent, Brantley Brantley Gilbert. Gilbert. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, Colt yeah. right before. Yeah. Right before that, actually right before kind of right into COVID was we were on tour with Miranda Lambert. That's right. And, and um, that kind of ended obviously. And then, yeah, once things kind of picked back up, we, we started going back out with, uh, a bunch of people. We did a week with Dirk Spintley. We did a week with Eric Church. Um, and uh, then, yeah, with Brantley in Atlanta. He's, is, I think he's an Atlanta boy, right? I think so. I think he is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so you had Miranda Lambert, and that, that was before COVID. Did that have to end abruptly? That was right when everything was happening? Yeah, man. We, uh, a lot of stuff was happening because that was also the week of uh, here in Nashville, we had a big tornado. That's and, right. Uh, and my house unfortunately got hit pretty hard. And I so remember that. we come home off the road or we, uh, we had done a show with Miranda fly home the next morning. And that night was when the tornado hit. So I fly home. I'm trying to figure out like what to do with my house and my wife and, yeah freaking out and then we go back out and that we did one show and then uh and then that was it that was that yeah, was it that's when everything just completely that's yeah out. when everyone like looked up for a second and was like oh wait we're actually not going back to work you know or going yeah. back to the office or whatever it was and i was pissed man because we were we were like two weekends away from that tour being over and she was going to take us for like a week up in Canada and like fly fish and like Man. that, because all those fancy are whenever you take, whenever they take you on tour, they always buy you like gifts and stuff. Yeah. And like Dirk Bentley bought us a jet ski and it's like, dude, what? <laughs> it's not like a, you don't just give someone a jet. Like, what am I going to do? With, I don't, they didn't even want a jet ski. <laughs> Wait, did everybody get a jet ski? Yeah, everyone in the band got a jet ski. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and so, so you, know, you take it to um, to Old Hickory? No, I sold it. So, <laughs> Dude, I don't need a jet ski. What are you going to do with it? Uh, I, well, I kept it for a little while, and I was like, man, uh, we, uh, some of our buddies or some of the guys, some of the fellows in the band are like, uh, one of them is a big fisherman, and the other one, you know, likes water sports and stuff. And Yeah. I don't know. It was probably a drunk conversation and I don't really remember like necessarily gunning for it, but all I remember was the last two, that last tour was in California. That last tour stop was in California. And he was like, all right, everybody, it's time to give out gifts. And he just walked us into the back of the venue and there was like 20 jet skis there. Oh, I was like, oh my gosh. I, was like, I can't imagine. Cool. I didn't even Do get I him have in to there. Take this home? Do I have to like trailer this thing home right now? <laughs> like what? I'm in California. And it, it turns out that was not true. Those were just show jet skis. But oh, okay, dude, I was like, I was like so confused. But she, yeah. Anyways, she was gonna take us up and go fishing and like 
pay for the cabin and all the excursions yeah. and stuff. And I was like, man, that, that would be nice. COVID ruined everything. But <clears throat> COVID ruined that. So, and well, we were also supposed to, she, we, we like writing together and um, she's really good. And that would have been a really fun time to go write with her in the mountains. Yeah, for sure. So uh, talking about country artists, who is your favorite artist um, that you may have grown up liking and looking up to? Oh, yeah. Man, I think country is really cool because it um, it glorifies, uh, I don't want to say, medi- not mediocrity or, or simplicity, but it glorifies truly like the bare bones of life, you know, like yeah. the country music has, has always been, a, a, it's been able to tell sad stories. It's been able to tell heartbreaking stories. It's been able to tell stories about broken families. And, and I think because of that reason, I, I really fell into country music because there was, I just didn't necessarily, I was, I'm not a big sensationalist. Um, I don't like living in an ether that I don't understand or like dreaming of things that aren't truly even real. Like I, I don't dream about popping bottles in the club or, you know, you know what I mean? It's just not something that I would go do. Yeah. And so country music to me is literally like, you know, it's day in and day out life stuff. And um, man, honestly, growing up, my dad listened religiously to like Alan Jackson and he's he's actually from Noonan I believe which is like really close to Fayetteville um so we listened to Alan Jackson we listened to old school uh like when Billy Currington first came out yeah and uh oh man what else do we listen to oh yeah he listened to the band Alabama um that was my first exposure to a country group and then as we got older, he also kind of kept it classy, dude. We, you know, we listened to the, the Lady Annabellums, the, the uh, I guess Eric Church, when he first came out, was a big influence. <clears throat> um, so when did Lanco kind of get started? How did y'all become Lanco? Yeah, great question. We, it's getting a little fuzzy <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Uh, because it, it was such a long time ago, man. It was like 2012 and okay. it was wow. kind of like late in 2012. And my friend who I went to school with at MTSU was like, Hey, uh, I've been playing for this guy and he's got some pretty good songs he kind of wants to make it a band thing. I think you'd be a great fit. Come on out and check it out. And I was like, okay. And mind you, we're 21 at best, maybe 20. Sure. Band thing. I'll, I'll join. Cool. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and so I go over there and it's at this dude's house and we just kind of like start jamming. And I told everybody that I played uh pedal steel or like lap steel, you know, and I did not in fact have one. <laughs> And I, I knew I could play it, but I, I didn't have one at the time. And, uh, but I started playing keys and it, cause it's, it's honestly what the band needed at that point. <laughs> yeah. We needed some different sounds going on. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, that was 
our first show was February or January of 2013. And that was officially, I guess, when Lang, it was uh, first yeah. Lancaster and company. Yeah. And um, man, we played at this little, this little venue in town here in Nashville called the end, which is right across from exit Inn, which is like a pretty iconic build or venue. Yeah. But yeah, man, it was just our friends. And I was like, what are we going to do? You know, how, how does this make any sense? And uh, it's how it all starts, right? Yeah, we just kind of kept practicing and we knew we wanted to make a record. Like we had this goal of making a body of work that would represent not only who we are and what we do, but it's it's kind of like a times. I look at records like a timestamp um, because records have the beautiful opportunity to tell a complete story. And yeah you can put it in a moment and, and, or, and I guess in like a phase of life and that first record, Hallelujah Nights is totally the feeling for me. It reminds me of that, like junior, senior, first year, second year out of college, like that pivotal time. Cause it's the first time that I remember like the responsibility was equally as heavy as the excitement that I had. Yeah. And, you know, like you were excited to go to work, even though it was like some terrible job, just so I could go be in a band. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was, it was, it just felt like, like it felt so full of, it's full, full of life and like just unknown. And that was so attractive to me at the time. Cause I just, I didn't want to, at the time I, I was going through some stuff and like I just didn't want to repeat you know I didn't want to just go get a desk job and go work for money's sake and I don't know I just thought there was more to life than that and you know I think that uh the band the band really showed me that it there there could be more and uh and then you (laughs) and then you have to go make money (laughs) right it's not not enough just to give you inspiration right you right right make some money so you gotta go you gotta go tour and i'm sure i don't i really don't know what the professional i know like the pros and stuff in golf and i know they make all sorts of money but i can't imagine like you know on the corn ferry or on you know a smaller tour not as well known dude i'm sure it's not a, i'm sure it's not luxury like we would think it would be mm-hmm. and that's a lot with a band dude when a when an artist or a band first gets going man it's tough and you gotta save money elsewhere so that you can get your opportunities yeah yeah man but it was uh yeah it was 2013 long answer (laughs) no that's exactly you know what we're trying to dig into um so 13 years of lanco and still still going strong still the same five guys man um when we joined, when we started the band, we had one married guy, four single guys. And now we have five married guys and three babies. And all the same wives and everything. Same band wow. members, same wives. A lot of the girlfriends from that first, my wife, Brandon's wife, 
Chandler's wife. Yeah. Four out of the five were like from that era. And then Eric met his wife a little bit later on. Yeah. But yeah, man, it's, it's, it's super. That's, that part is super rare. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think I've ever heard <laughs> just a band staying together with the same, same group of guys and or yeah. guys and girls in other situations. Um, but so, you know, obviously Lanko got successful. Um, how did your life change um, you know, when y'all really took off? Yeah. Um, well, I think the biggest thing was, uh, for the first time I did not, for the first time in my adult life, I had found, um, this feeling of security and not just like financial security, but like waking up every day knowing like that I'm doing the right thing, you know? Yeah, and for sure. It's, it'd be, yeah. It's like, if you're, if you're waking up every day and practicing and going for something, it's, there's still anxiety behind that because it's like, you're not doing it necessarily. And then when all of a sudden you're like, Oh, we're doing it. And then you're, that feels so affirmed, you know, all your practicing yeah. and all your effort, for sure. Um, so I would say security was the biggest thing that changed. And then secondly, for sure, money. I mean, we were by no means rich people, but to be able to do what we love for a living and, and pay our bills and not have to worry, not have to worry about, you know, we, we can go play golf and we can go do things and go out to eat and, and not have to worry about stuff and, you know, still get to wake up every day and think Lanco and think music, which is, uh really really cool i'm very very i not a day goes by that i don't think about that yeah for so. sure um so yeah, y'all's first tour uh where where did y'all go for your first tour and who was it with Whew. our first tour bringing you back man i think our first tour official like uh full like signed band yeah the whole nine yards was uh, this band called Brothers Osborne? <laughs> they're they're a pretty popular band. Little and, little band, you know, pretty band. popular. And uh, at the time, they were kind of like, uh, I guess you could say mentors. Like they were they were at that next step. Mm-hmm. Like when we first got signed and first like started doing this record process and and releasing all this music. Um, we were still in a, we were still in a van and still like loading in our own gear and all that kind of stuff. And, and, uh, they were at that next level. They had a bus, they had a full-time crew, you know, it's what you're working for. Yeah. What you're like dreaming about. And it's really, you know, people think buses are funny, but buses are just, really expensive hotels on wheels (laughs) and uh now looking back at it they're just you know big hotels on wheels but no they they were at that next spot and they were like hey we want you guys come out and looking back on it it was probably because it was so cheap (laughs) probably because they saved so much money paying us instead of someone else (laughs) when i picture y'all in a van i picture you know these five guys like probably three or four of y'all had long hair 
playing guitar, singing music on a road trip. Is that is that what I'm picturing? Is that right? Man, that's that's really accurate. That in fact is you know what's funny? Long hair actually didn't come. Well, we had like one or two guys with long hair, but the majority of now everyone in the band's got long hair. But that yeah. was that's a that was a COVID mistake. <laughs> I, I didn't I wasn't planning on growing out my hair, and then two years I couldn't do anything. I was like, well, here we go. <laughs> in the home and just hair started to get longer like new identity is coming yeah this is this is the new <laughs> this new is way. the new normal <laughs> yeah man that was that was it dude we and it was such a cool time too because um now like we play you know we we leave nashville like let's say we got a show in atlanta we'll leave nashville at like two in the morning on the bus and so i won't i'll have my whole day here i'll write or whatever do band stuff hopefully go golf <laughs> and then eat dinner with my wife hang out and then she don't stay up that late and so i'll leave the house around 1 30 yeah. in the morning go to the bus yard go to the bus go to sleep by three or four and then i wake up and we're in atlanta and you know, you don't have the, all that time, that wasted travel time, because when you're in a van, yeah. you have to drive yourself. And driving through the night is literally like the most dangerous thing. You know, it's the, it's the most dangerous part about our job, because that's where yeah. a lot of uh, injuries and deaths occur. But yeah, man, you just like wake up, drive, and you'd be listening to records and be talking to each other and like just about everything and anything because the world literally is just standing still until you get to your next destination now, do y'all drive in a, a van to california because your equipment and stuff or do y'all fly and then just a bus takes drives there um so the bus actually left an hour ago <laughs> yeah because y'all yeah y'all yeah, are in california next week so the bus is already gone yeah oh, so man. the bus so, well, that's our tour manager called me and he was like, hey, man, uh, are you putting your golf clubs on the bus? And I was like, no, because it's warm here in Nashville. <laughs> so I'm going to go play. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the bus, yeah, it's le it just left about an hour ago and we'll fly to it on Friday. Sweet. It'll be, so it'll be in San Diego. So tell us a little bit about y'all's trip to California. What, what are y'all going to be uh doing there obviously playing a little bit of instruments but uh yeah. what do you got planned <laughs> man so far uh we i was i was trying my darndest to get on uh what's it down there in san diego is it tory pines uh i think it's tory pines right i'm not sure i want to say I, it's Tory Pines. we can find this out in two seconds oh god all the golf people are laughing at us right now. Yeah, yeah, they are. Well, yeah, it's Torrey Pines. So Torrey Pines is in San Diego, and that's the first. Uh, that's the first show of the run. And we normally don't. Our tour manager is like a really responsible guy, and <laughs> as they uh, should be, as they should be, dude. <laughs> oh my gosh, that guy. He is. He's really good at his job because he wrangles five of me. And that's just a disaster. <laughs> they um, have to be. What do y'all pay him for, right? Dude, he is so good at and and he like melt he like travels well with us because you really live with your crew, man. Like they're with us all the time. Mm -hmm. 
And, um, but anyways, yeah. So we get there on Friday. Um, I was trying to set up a day to go play Tory, but our schedule is just too slammed. So we're doing, we're flying there, going straight to sound check. And yeah. then uh, we've got an interview after sound check before the show. And then we'll take a little breather, go get a shower, get some dinner, and then kind of crank up that evening for the show. Then uh, the next day we're at uh, Los Angeles. We'll be at the El Rey Theater, which is really cool. It's like a historic yeah. old school theater. It's awesome. And then um, we actually have two off days after that, and we're going to go, we're going to take the bus to uh, Palm Springs. Nice. So that is where I'm hoping to kind of dust off the old golf bag and get some nice one weather. Of our good buddies, say what? Get some nice weather. I'm sure Dude. the weather is perfect for golf right now. Oh, it's like mid, it's like upper 70s are the yeah. high. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh, it's going to be perfect. And, Might have some uh, wind, but a little wind, a little wind. Be fine. Um, but one of our buddies, or one of my buddies, is uh, he's from LA. And so I think that he's going to try to get us on somewhere there. Uh, but I, I, it's, it's tough, man. Show day golf is. I, I look at show day golf and that's uh, yes. That's what we call it. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> I wasn't it's, questioning. It's so different. It's because show day golf is like, it's more of about just getting out there and doing it and like, and just having a good time. So we'll, we won't like, we'll just play either like a scramble or like dots or something. And, and if you only get nine holes in, cause it was slow, that's, mm-hmm it's okay. You know, it's like, whatever, you got to go play a show anyways. And, um, off day golf, that's the golf. That's when you can start throwing a little coin around and Mm -hmm. having drinks and enjoying your time because then, you know, that's just an activity. And we got to do that. We were in, um, Oh gosh. We were in sun Valley, Idaho this, this summer. And, got to have an off day and dude it was it was the most i'll have to send a picture to you so you can put it up because it was unbelievable i freaking bet did the other guys play yeah so um we've got five guys in the band total including myself and um you know i've i i guess i would say that i've been golfing the longest out of anyone in the group because i i was raised in peachtree city (laughs) I guess that's what you yeah, do. you have to. Uh, but uh, uh, our lead singer Brandon and our drummer Trip uh, are also big golfers, and so they, you know, like for instance, today I was going to try to hop out and and uh, go walk with Brandon, but I just I just didn't have time, and it gets so dark here. I'm so over Nashville being in the east in the central times that don't make any sense <laughs> <laughs> yeah no. Four no, thirty. i remember dark outside. i remember living in nashville uh it was about a 75 percent chance that when i asked you to golf you were writing a song <laughs> so i understand yeah. how busy it gets or how well, busy you are it's just, well normally i mean it's 5 30 right now 5 20 and it's Dude, we, could, we could go hit we can go get nine in you know but like now that it gets dark at four thirty, I know. I, I hate winter. It's so hard to get out. 
I know. But yeah, we uh, I love golfing with those dudes, and they're definitely some of my, I would say like my favorite. Uh, we also have a few other buddies here in town, so we could put it together a foursome. But I love playing with those guys, man. They're they're a lot of fun, and um, also have gotten, you know, over the years our golf game has kept getting better and better. And they're dude, they're they're good players now, man. It's it's fun to like compete with them on something other than music you know yeah it's nice to be able to beat them though right you do beat them right yeah the majority of the time whenever because we'll have we are threesome so we always have like a buddy or someone come out and there's usually a hookup so i'm usually paired with the worst person which is traditionally our buddy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and i usually win most time it depends i mean like dude sometimes man i got caught uh we played – no, we won. Yeah, no, we won that. <laughs> we played in Nebraska. <laughs> we played in Nebraska at this beautiful country club, and it was one of our friends' uh, hookups, and we went out there, and, dude, I just had a day, man. I had been playing terrible for, like, two weeks, and I went out there. Front nine was, like, two under, and the back nine was, like, three over. But, dude – isn't it great when everything that, comes together? That round of golf, dude, it just came together. And you know what's funny? I had, I had, it was a short golf course. And like from where I would play, I would play it from, I would call it the golds, right? So it's like, or the blues or golds, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the second to last. One or four. Yeah. Yeah. And we were playing the one up from that. So like the whites. So it was a short course. And I was noticing, I was like, man. Like, I dude, half the time I was just doing exactly what like people say. Like they say, if you want to lower your score, course management. <laughs> don't like just yep. just course management. And dude, don't need to hit driver every time. Yeah, dude, I was hitting because I love hitting my low irons. Uh, you've seen my irons; they're they're crazy, man. They're they're fun, but like, <laughs> it's an easier hit for me. It's like I like it's not as long and it might not be as high or, or as cool, but I was just consistent. And yeah, I also had two shots with the most backspin I've ever had in my entire life that day. It makes you feel professional when your ball spins back like 15 feet. Oh dude. I, we had people, there was, it was a beautiful uh, par four that ended. And then there was a par three with the box kind of like right off the yeah green area yeah of that of that par four and that was when i it was i was probably about 115 out and i just used a 54 and i heard it i heard it hit and i heard it goes <laughs> i was like <laughs> and they all looked over and it was dude it was close to the pin i was, I was on that day man <laughs> yeah what so what are the some of the coolest courses that you played uh while traveling you've gotten lucky sometimes right oh my yeah, man, we've gotten really lucky. We, um, I wish, you know, we've been around some really cool, we've been really close to Whistling Straits. We've been really close to Pebble Beach and Torrey Pines. We've been, you know, but we've never been able to play there. I would say the hasn't one- Hasn't worked out. Yeah, it just hasn't worked out. Um, but the, I would say the coolest ones we've played at, man, we did a- uh, we did a private show 
for the country club of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Mm -hmm. And it was, that was during the summertime. And dude, the course was just immaculate. I mean, beautiful, beautiful landscaping and just these old trees are massive. Um, and then we got to come back in the wintertime and play at this venue called the district, which is a really cool venue in South Dakota. Yeah. And I didn't even think about it. I was like, there's no way we're playing golf because it was freezing. The high was like 42 or something. It's pushing it. <laughs> and the guy from the country club calls our tour manager. He's like, hey, man, I've got everything set up. Tell the fellows to come on out. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> I don't know if we should go do that. And yeah. we went and did it. And, dude, it was the same thing. It was beautiful. Everything was still in, like, pristine condition. They had little heaters in the car. It was the jam. <laughs> you might have had a few glasses of whiskey on that day. You know what? There was, in fact, a fair amount of whiskey. Because I had to stay warm somehow. Yeah, yeah. You, you got to go warm somehow. 42 is a little low for, for Yeah, that. it was so cold. When you, I, I'm trying to think of any other, like, iconic courses. and I mean, it's just – it's been, like, beautiful country clubs and – Places that, like, unless you knew someone, uh, you wouldn't be able to get on. Or yeah, so had a buddy who was a how does that there. work? If y'all go to a certain city and you know a nice golf course is there, are you going to get somebody to contact the club and see if y'all can get on? Yeah, so usually uh, what's funny is we actually get a lot of interaction on our, on our like, Instagram page. And so someone – because, like – we post about golf sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. like in our stories and stuff. Yeah. Cause it's, it's like personal stuff, but um, it's funny. Fans will often just like DM us and be like, Hey, um, we've got uh, a hookup at a country club or something like that, which is, that's, that's cool. And like, we've, we've done that before. Um but we also, the, the funny part about Nashville, and you know this, but whenever you meet someone in Nashville, one of the first questions that's always brought up is where are you from? Because <laughs> um, you, chances are you didn't grow up there. Yep. And uh, we just know now so many people that have like moved to Nashville and then moved home or moved to a different city. Yeah. And so now it's like this network of people that, you know, it's, it's almost like having a really big extended family where you go see your cousins or your, you know, all the time. And, um, we definitely have and have no shame in trading golf tickets or golf, <laughs> uh, brings fees for tickets. Completely. We'll legal. do it and always will. There's nothing. <laughs> Completely. <against that>. <laughs> you know, it's different uh, when you're in college. Uh, well now it's, it's legal now. Uh, but you know, a couple years ago in college, when you're in college and you got to be careful with, uh, maybe selling tickets for gear or, uh, money and, you know, yep. you saying that just brings back memories of like our compliance team that was just down our throats nonstop, uh, telling us you, you can do this. You can't do this. You can do this. You can't do this. Um, it was, a, right. it was a jail for, you know, compliance and keeping, everybody in, in check. <laughs> so that's kind of funny. 
I could not imagine, man. I could not imagine. Well, now with the NIL, it, I mean, it really is. You can do whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it pretty much yeah. opened the gates to just do whatever you want for money, which a couple years out of college, I kind of didn't get to experience any of that. <laughs> it would have been. Yeah, nice. man. Oh, uh, yeah. I'd have been. Just, uh, you should say I'm financially redshirt. Was that? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm getting a Lanco a- QB shirt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh so, British Isles golf. I know uh, you haven't played golf over there yet, yet, but you have been over there on tour in England. Tell us about where you visited there, um, and tell us why you didn't play golf. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we, our booking agent asked us, we were in the middle of uh, this tour called the Hallelujah Nights Tour, which was a uh, tour in our record. So it was probably yeah. 2019. And um, beginning of 2019. And they were like, hey, we, we had been over to Europe in 2018. And we did this festival. It's called, called uh, C2C country to country mm-hmm. and uh there's you kind of go there's like a little circuit once you get over there they kind of make it easy for everybody to travel around and bring acts that might not be able to afford to be able to come that far that, to there and so we played that and dude it was just bonkers like the response that we had was totally unsuspecting and yeah you know every night we were playing these rooms and, and it was just like people were just on top of each other to try to get in and we were like wow this is really something they really dig our music yeah (laughs) and so we played that in 2018 and then in early 2019 what city was that in our booking agent was like hey you guys can you guys would sell a tour oh yeah uh that the first time we went there was like london okay and so in 2019 our, our booking agent set up this tour and so we did london manchester um i want to say bristol somewhere else in london and then uh glasgow we did glasgow scotland and then somewhere else over there um uh, uh playing shows at these venues and man we sold it out it was mind-blowing awesome. to to go over you know that far away and people are singing not just your single or not just the big song, the radio song or whatever, but they're singing track three and four. And you're like, Holy crap. Like, <laughs> That's awesome. Like, in, the, in it to win. And of course yeah. we played a bunch of like really iconic um, venues because everyone tours over there, but it's not like in the States here, it's like when you're a country, you go play the honky tonks or the bars or, then there's bigger bars and bigger honky tonks. And it's like, you kind of have to find yourself and like, make sure you play those really cool venues yeah. or else you'll just be stuck in a honky tonk for the rest of your life, which sounds like an Al Jackson song. <laughs> I don't know if it is or not, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. So we got over there and was really pumped. And the day before we got over there was we were actually in Palm Springs. We were in, at this festival called Stagecoach and had a fantastic evening. And I noticed, I was like, man, I'm starting to feel 
little funny. And, I, and during the show, I had actually lost my voice. And I was like, well, maybe the dry air, maybe it's, you know, whatever, anything could be. Yeah. And um, we wake up the next day to fly to London and I, or no, excuse me. We left that night. Yeah. Because we left that night. So I started feeling bad. We leave for the airport. I'm like, man, I don't feel that great. The whole flight. I was like sweating and pale. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know nowadays, what to do. And I couldn't sleep. And we land freaking out nowadays. I, it just, it, Oh yeah. <laughs> dude. I must've looked, dude. I know I looked sick. I know I looked so bad. <laughs> I felt awful. I couldn't talk. I was coughing the entire time. People would have absolutely threw me off that plane. <laughs> 40,000 feet. I, absolutely. But we land in London and dude, I just get so sick. And we had two off days before we started the tour. And so I stayed in our, in our hotel room and my wife was there and dude, she had, I had to buy her another hotel room. Cause I was like, dude, I don't want you to get sick. And dude, it was the worst time I've ever had in my entire life. And, and you um, had to play the next, that game. is the reason. <laughs> yeah. That was the reason that I did not play golf because I literally could not stand. Right. And then we ended up seeing a doctor and, and he got me some, uh, some get up and go juice. Some get up and, and go uh, juice. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> some get up and go juice. And we made it through that run, but, it was cool. I like the, the, I really like the tour buses over there. I think they're like really efficient on space mm -hmm. um, because there's, they're two story and downstairs is like a, uh, like a lounge kind of sitting area. And then upstairs is where all your bunks are. And there's also another lounge upstairs and wow. uh, the bunks are way bigger and like taller than the ones in the States. And like, I don't know, they're just, they're just really nice. And I had an entire, cause it's kind of like set up a little bit different. Like you walk up the staircase and then to your left or towards the back of the bus would be uh, just two uh, bunks. Yeah. And then all the rest of the bunks are like to the right of that little hallway. And so me and my wife got the, <laughs> we got the entire back of the bus to ourselves because wow. I was dying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody's. Um, that. And man, no, no, but no, that was the reason we didn't play uh, any golf. Cause we were actually supposed to, uh, cause it was still warm. It was like, yeah, September or something like that. Maybe October at the latest, but, um, we watched what's that dude's name? Uh, Rick Shields is that his name? Yeah, yeah, Rick Shields. He's like a golf YouTube guy. Yeah, he's very, very famous. And uh, and so we watch. Yeah, yeah, we watch him, and we were like, we were like, I wonder if we could, you know, connect with them or whatever. And we connected with someone that worked with him at one of those country clubs or golf courses. Yeah, and they were, they were gonna have us out, but. We ended up, I'm the, I'm definitely the crusader. Like I'll wake up and I have no problem like knocking on your bunk. Hey, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the one uh, going out and contacting all these courses too. 
like the go-getter. That would be me. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's like, all right, everybody, this is the tea time. This is what we're doing. <laughs> I don't, I don't need your opinions. <laughs> hey, well, how about how about we uh, we set up a trip with Royal Links Golf Tours and Lanco, and we we make a, a little deal about it. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. We'll see what we can do. We'll have to talk about it because I I would love to do that. I, I think that's a really beautiful part of the world, and the people are so cool over there. Um, you know, for anyone, I think it would be so, especially as fans of golf, to go over there and, and experience really what kind of kicked the entire thing off would just mm-hmm. be. My my dad's done it. My dad's gone over there and played. But are you yeah. uh, when when you think about your first trip to the British Isles, where where is it? Is it home of golf? Is it St Andrews? Yeah, I would have to say so. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think it would be there. And then, uh, man, I, I'm not really f- super familiar, but I would also There's... love to go. I really want to combine the two. Uh, I want to go like several golf courses, but I also want to do like the the what's it called? Like the smoky, uh, the Irish, or not Irish, but the, like the smoky uh, scotch, Lagavulin oh, and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So like a, a distillery tour and along with golf. Yeah, man. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. Oh, and where, where y'all went on tour as well is a lot of uh, open championship venues um, have been played down there about six um, so that would be a good area oh, really? to go back to as well. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll Dude. look it up. We'll, we'll talk about that later <laughs> and, uh, see, you know, about yeah, man, trip absolutely. going, um, well, so you live in hey, that. Maybe we can call it the, the writers, the, the writers, the what? Go ahead. What'd you say? No, I, I said we could call it the writer's round. Yes. Yep. <laughs> And uh, Jeff and I will uh, <laughs> will tour you all around. Jeff will. He he's the professional here. Um, so man, uh, <laughs> we've had we've had a great time. Uh, I appreciate you coming on. It, it's been uh, an honor talking about your experience with Lanco and uh, our mutual love for golf. Uh, this is you know this is exactly what golf does is brings together. Um, two dudes who would have never, ever found each other if it weren't for golf. Um, and we, we just, we share that love. <laughs> we share that love. I mean, I, maybe, maybe we would have found each other. I, I say it like with my wife. Um, oh, I probably shouldn't say this, but, uh, you know, we, we have found each other if it weren't for online dating, you know, Hey, it, you, you never go. know. Um, never know. So, <laughs> So uh, I appreciate you coming on. Next time you come back home to Peachtree City, we'll definitely play some golf. Um, and then next time y'all are around, I'll have to catch the concert for sure. I, I, it sucks that I was out of town the last time you were here, but um, you'll be back or maybe I'll come up to Nashville and we can figure something out. I'll yeah, get on man. the drums. We'll have, to, get, we'll have to replay that game that I sandbagged you in. <laughs> yeah, I think we actually ended up coming back. I, you started off really so hot and then kind of evened out, but uh, we'll figure we'll figure something out. We'll have to get Hayden Huseth, um back there for a rematch. 
But uh, yeah, man, thank you for having me, man. I, I really appreciate. it. I think it's super cool what you're doing, and to 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 bring golf, uh, the experience of golf to the next level uh, is really cool. And uh, man, hopefully, hopefully we do get to have that that kind of it's a, it's a once in a lifetime kind of trip man i, I think mm-hmm. it'd be really cool yeah yeah you definitely need to uh start thinking about it, it it's getting to that point you know i mean you got plenty of years to make the trips um but you know you you have to get out there to scotland i i'm ready to take my first trip i'm taking my first trip to ireland in 2022 um and then we've got an italy trip uh planned for 2022 as well to the um the Ryder cup venue in Rome. Oh man. So that's a couple's Woo. trip. I gotta, I gotta send you the details for <laughs> yeah, man. five days sure. in Tuscany, a uh, couple days, uh, in, uh, in Rome. So that, that's a fun trip. Uh, yeah. I just got off podcast earlier with Alberto, our, our partner there, but lots of fun stuff happening. Um, yeah. I appreciate you being on Jared, uh, and I will, um, have you on next time. Yeah, man, absolutely. We'll see you then. Yes, sir. Thank you. Well, that was a blast. Thank you so much, Jared Hampton, for coming on Travel Royally Podcast. I uh, hope to have you back soon. Uh, I really enjoyed hearing everything about your career and hearing about how Lanco became Lanco. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, please hit the like, subscribe, and uh, follow buttons. And as always, we'll see you next week. <laughs>